This is true news, the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help us God. I'm Rick Wiles. Something changed this week in the political atmosphere of the world. One by one, influential European Union officials have issued ominous warnings that people must be prepared for draconian cuts in their standard of living. Doc Burkhardt and I have a full report to share with you today. We will start with comments made by Spain's defense minister. So, Doc, here we have another one. Yes. And Mrs. Robles, uh, Margarita Robles, the defense minister of Spain, told the Spanish people that they need to prepare for a winter of great suffering. Yes. So uh, she went on to say that European uh, countries supporting Ukraine against Russia should brace for a full suspension of natural gas supplies by Moscow during the upcoming winter. That was by Spanish Defense Minister Margarita Barobles. She was warning, we're going to have a winter of great suffering. That's her direct quote, as Rick gave us. The cabinet member told Radio National on Wednesday, adding, in Europe, we have to work hard to be ready to deal with it. So now we're starting to see those in the upper echelon of political power throughout Europe right now issuing these warnings. And she's not alone in this, is she? No, and Doc, this is on, uh, this is on par with uh, something like Churchill would say during World War II. Yes. That uh, you know, Britain, the British people need to prepare for suffering that the uh, 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 Luftwaffe German... Air Force would would bomb the country. I mean, we this is World War Three type of language coming from European leaders, and it's been happening all week. Uh, we're going to show you several more, and then we're going to revisit some of the things that we told you on on Tuesday. So the next one is Emmanuel Macron, right. President of France. He said, "It's the end of abundance. Tough times ahead." So after a summer marked by drought, massive wildfires, and the war in Ukraine, French President Emmanuel Macron delivered a stark speech on Wednesday at the first cabinet meeting following the summer holiday break, warning of tough months ahead as world faces a possible, and this is his quote, end of abundance. He said, I believe that we are in the process of living through a tipping point or great upheaval, firstly because we're living through what could seem like the end of abundance, said Macron. The speech appeared designed to prepare the country for what promises to be a difficult winter ahead, with energy prices rising sharply and many families struggling with inflation. Uh, The moment we are living may seem to be structured by a series of crises, each more serious than the other, Macron said, referring to the drought, fires and storms that have hit France during the summer, as well as the Ukraine war and disruptions to global trade. Freedom has a cost. Now listen to this very carefully, Macron said, urging his ministers to be ambitious and the French to accept new policies adapted to current circumstances. He went on to say the battles we have to fight will only be won through our efforts. Freedom has a cost, Rick. That's right, and the cost is you're going to have to accept our new policies. That's right, which means less freedom. Less freedom freedom and a reduced standard of living. Right. Abundance is over. A a leader, a world leader, a national leader, the leader of a major country, a nuclear power saying 
things are going to get tough really fast. Politicians always promise a better tomorrow. Right. These guys are promising a worse tomorrow. And you know what? I think it's worse than they're saying. I it think is. it's going to be worse than they're saying. It is. And, Doc, on the, on the bigger scale, this is not just about the war with Ukraine and, and Russia cutting off the energy supply. This actually, this agenda was kicked off in early 2020 with the pandemic. This is part of a World Economic Forum globalist agenda to reduce the standard of living in Western nations. The ultimate goal is to reduce human population. This is a grand agenda, and they are now taking things away from the people, and they're telling them to save the planet. You're going to have to live with less. Yes. You're going to have to get by with less. It's only going to get worse. You're going to have to accept our new policies. Freedom has a cost. You're going to lose your freedom. That's, that's the that's price the you're price. going to pay. That's the cost. But if you want to stay warm, if you want to eat, you're going to have to give up your freedom. And you're going to have to accept the new policies that we're giving you. This is across the board in all the Western nations. Look at what Biden has done to the American economy. He has decimated the economy since he's been in the White House. Everywhere you look, every place that these globalists have taken power, they have reduced the standard of living. They, it is, they are deliberately throttling down the economic engine of their yes. nations. This is not by accident. It is by design. You can say, well, Putin has done this to them. No, they did it themselves. <laughs> but did they do it out of stupidity or did they do it out of coordination? Out of coordination. Only time will tell. So we have, uh, we have now two warnings today. The defense minister of Spain saying, a winter of great suffering. She, Doc, she didn't say, hey, you know, we're all going to have to tighten our belts. Tighten our belts. And it's going to be, the, we're all going to have some sacrifices. And, you know, but we're going to get through it. She didn't say that. No, she said it's going to be Great tough. suffering. Not just suffering. Great suffering. Then that's followed up on the same day. Both of these speeches were yesterday. Same day, the president of France says, it's the end of abundance. It's the end of good times. The good times are over. Don't expect to have plenty. You're going to have to learn to do with little. This is the new France. I don't think that's going to go over very well in France. I think there are some people in France that like having more than enough, that enjoy their lifestyle. They're not going to accept it. No. All right. So then we go, uh, this next one, I caught this uh, just about an hour ago. Very interesting. Did you read this? I did. Folks, this is from Army.com. Prepare now for possible winter energy restrictions. This is a website of the U.S. Army. Right. And so the U.S. military personnel in Germany are being told to prepare now for possible winter energy restrictions. The EU Commission is recommending an adoption of a natural gas only at this time reduction in usage of 15 percent, which began August 1st and extends to the entire heating season, said Brad Jennings, uh, Department of Public Works Energy Manager for Ansbach uh, Garrison. We're working with our energy partners at MCOM to determine the implications of this reduction to the garrison. Did you notice the end of it? 
March 31st, 2023. That's right. So it's going to the entire heating season, he's saying there. Now, in the German energy emergency plan, not everyone will get all the power and water that they need, explained Jennings. <laughs> this is stuff is... Folks, this is, what, this is what the U.S. Army is telling American soldiers. Yes. Now, in the plan, not everybody's going to get all the power and water that they need. Right. Now, under the plan, the most vulnerable communities will be served first. Hospitals, elder care centers, necessary businesses like grocery stores and family homes will be able to carry on, although with some necessary cutbacks. He said, while we are a priority customer based upon our negotiated energy contracts. Doctor, who is we? The U.S. Army. <laughs> the U.S. Army. Right. So there is uh, there's the potential that we will have to endure large cuts in available power and heating. Uh, small cuts? Uh, large cuts, Rick. U.S. military bases in Germany are going to endure large cuts now, in power and heating. In Germany during the winter. So how large is he talking about? Well, he explains. He said, we've probably all had to go without power and water for short periods, maybe even up to a week or two after a hurricane or other natural disaster. But this is a different story, he said. A week or two, but that's different, right? Right. So it's going to be longer than a week or two? It's going to be bigger. The potential for mandatory energy usage reductions within our community is high under a situation where our utility providers are unable to supply 100% of our normal demand. What I'm reading in that story, Rick, is you better, if you are serving on a military base, a U.S. military base in Germany, you may as well plan on cuts this winter, major cuts. We're talking greater than if you'd had a hurricane and you're out of power. I've been through a couple of hurricanes and been without power for a week or two. You make it, you know, it's uncomfortable, it's, you know, but you just push through it. But longer than that, longer than two weeks, would be very difficult. I don't care. In the winter. This is the winter time in Germany. In Germany. Okay, so what's the main purpose of a military base in Germany? What's the main purpose of it? Well, the idea we're sold on is we're defending Germany against the Russians. Okay, the Russians. Are the Russians worked up right now? Nope. You haven't heard the Russians complaining no, one no, bit. No, 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 seriously. Is the, are the Russians, are they, are their feathers ruffled right now? Well, yeah, because NATO's ruffled them. And, so. and we, yesterday we, we read where Russian officials said, we're at war with NATO. Right. And the United States. Okay. Okay, so you're, you're cutting back power and heat on U.S. military bases in Germany at a time when the Russians say, you guys have declared war on us. Right. So in a war, uh, who would the Russians attack? Military base, right? That's right. But the lights are going to be off at the military base. And there's going to be cold soldiers there. How, how do you prepare for World War III if there are no lights on at the base? Think about that. Right. Where is this going? It's weakening the military structure of the U.S. military there that's supposed to be defending against Russia. You softened them up. You've weakened them. You've weakened the defenses of the entire European continent. If you didn't know better, you'd say it was planned. Will the the Pentagon order uh, the spouses of American soldiers to go back to the United States? 
Well, they very well could. So. Uh, that's, I would expect that, that they're going to order them. Get your, get your wives and your children, get them out of Germany. You're going into war mode. War mode. You're going to, there's going to be no heat. Um, there's going to be no, no electricity. And we could come under attack. Why would they have their spouses and children there? I, I would expect that maybe by October, November, there'll be a mandatory evacuation of family members of American military personnel in Germany. But isn't what's going on right now the equivalent of an attack? But they're attacking themselves. Yes. You know, the Russians aren't worried about how cold this winter's going to get, are they? No, no, they got plenty of energy. <laughs> but you would think that a military base that's part of NATO would be a priority. Wouldn't it be up there on the priority list? Hey, we right. can't let the military bases go without electricity. We need them. We're in wartime. But what he just said was... Expect major shutoffs. Yes. For a Hur long time. Hurricane level. Hurricane or worse. Yeah. So. All right. Let's, um, let's move on. Let's see where we're going now. Um, next one. Uh, this is from the Telegraph in London. COVID-style bailouts for energy bills considered as government warned of civil unrest. So, in other words, to translate this, they're going to bail out people... Uh, on their energy. That's the plan. Uh, the UK government is considering COVID-style bailouts for small companies facing ruin from energy bills. As energy executives warn ministers, they fear civil unrest this winter without major interventions. Ministers are understood to be drawing up a list of options to present to the next prime minister when Liz Truss or Rishi Sunak takes office next month. Now, the grant scheme that they're working up for small business is also among a range of proposals put forward by the British Chambers of Commerce to uh, the Chancellor Nadim Zawahawi and the Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng. Small businesses face a tsunami of cost, warned Siobhan Havilland, Director General of the BCC. She called for a repeat of the support offered through the pandemic using the system that was put in place during COVID. For example, grants paid by local authorities would help those at the smaller end who are really struggling to keep going. And uh, the BCC estimates that around 4.5 million small and medium-sized enterprises will need around 5,000 pounds each to, all, all, to afford their power bills over the winter, amounting to $23 billion worth of government support. Four and a half million businesses will need energy bailouts. This is major, Rick. Without serious aid, businesses will have to reduce output stop hiring, and some will have to cease trading. And, and where, does the, uh, where does the government get the 23 billion sterling pounds of, of tax money? Oh, they uh, cut down some trees, pull some cotton plants, and throw some ink down. So. But, uh, Doc, uh, it's the businesses that pay the taxes. Right. And the businesses are going to go under. I mean, th this thing, this just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And so what about next year? Because the Russians aren't going to turn the gas back on. No. We heard, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute, we're going to remind you, five to ten years of, of, of hard winters, no heat. Um, and, in fact, uh, we'll, we'll, before I, I go to that one, I want to show you uh, what Bloomberg is saying here in the United States. A tsunami of shutoffs. 20 million U.S. homes are behind on their energy bills. And the Russians haven't cut off our, 
our energy. This is simply because Americans can't afford anything in the Biden economy. Right. And so families, 20 million are putting off their electric bills. Are, are not paying their electric bills because they can't afford to live under the Democrat policies of Joe Biden. And we haven't seen inflation really hit energy yet because that won't hit really until October right. at this point. Oil price also was uh, mentioning this uh, number, 20 million American households. That's one in six U.S. homes that have fallen behind on their energy bills as power prices rise and inflation eats up incomes, uh, and they're quoting Bloomberg there. Uh, and they said in June, the uh, National Energy Assistance Directors Association had already warned that electricity prices are expected to increase significantly this summer as a result of rapidly rising natural gas prices, a primary feeder fuel for electricity, and a warmer summer creating additional demand for electricity. So uh, about 19.9% uh, of all U.S. households reported they kept their home at a temperature that felt unsafe or unhealthy for at least one month in the last year. Uh, that's according to the census survey uh, cited by the association. Now there will be a tsunami of shutoffs. Gene Sue, a senior attorney at the Center for Biological Diversity, which tracks utility disconnections, told Bloomberg. And so, Rick, you shut off... Uh, one-sixth of the uh, electric accounts in the U.S. and see if people don't start getting upset real quick. But this is what this is what Obama promised in 2008 when he was running for president the first time. He said, if I'm elected in my policies, I will I will cause electricity rates to skyrocket. Because they wanted to implement the radical green communism agenda. And this is the result of it right now. He promised two things, high energy bills and bankrupt the coal industry. And he managed to bankrupt the coal ener energy uh, industry. Um, now, I want to go back and, re and remind you of some of the things that we told you just two days ago on this program. I want to take a look at uh, this first one. Um, the uh, prime minister of Finland said that the country was facing five to ten Difficult winters. We're talking a decade. Yes. The next one was from Brussels Times. Controlled blackouts. France braces for winter electricity shortage. The next, Swiss Info. Swiss prepare for energy shortage extreme scenarios. And then from Blick in Germany. It is con no, that's a, uh, Switzerland, Switzerland also. It is conceivable that the population will rebel this winter. The Swiss population. You're getting the Swiss riled up now. Unbelievable. And then we also, um, uh, we reported uh, several days ago, this is uh, in Izvestia in Russia. The Federation Council announced NATO's preparations for the toughest confrontation with Russia. And then Metro UK, top soldier warns British troops must be ready for war with Russia. Then Novasti, oh, this, is a, this is a current story today. I found this one fascinating. Central Russia is waiting for a sharp transition from summer to autumn. 
says weather forecaster. They're seeing a, they're predicting a major change in the weather patterns in central Russia over the next really the next several weeks. But they're with, saying with it's going to happen on one particular day. Yes, with uh, temperature changes uh, like in a shift in the 30 degree range from highs from one day to the next, which is very in extreme. one day. Right. This is way early in the year for this to be happening. It's almost as if the Russians know something that the rest of the world does not, Rick. We have kind of talked about that in the past as well. Did the Russians, did they time the start of World War III to coincide with the start of a mini ice age? That's what I'm thinking, Rick, that they knew that this was coming. They knew that they just had to wait Europe out till this winter. And they could probably break Europe. You know, here on this program for years, we have quoted Russian scientists, uh, solar scientists who are adamant that the planet is going into many ice age. And um, I, I think that their their projections have been so accurate that they knew the winter it would begin. Uh, they would say it began year, years ago, but they would. I think they knew the year that the, the temperatures would, would change. I, what I, in the past, you know, in my layman's uh, ability to try to explain it, uh, the beginning of a mini ice age, it's like somebody changes the thermostat on the planet. Yes. In like one day, it just goes from global cool, warming to global cooling. Right. And you feel it. You know it. Like here in Florida, um, there's a day I, I describe it as the fever breaks in Florida. It's summertime is very hot. Yes. And then there's one day in October and you wake up and you go, that's it. That it's a great day. Outside. It's a great day. Humidity has changed it's, everything. Yes. So. And and I think I think what the Russians may know is that there is a global climate change coming this year, like like in the next month. And it is the start of the mini ice age that they have been predicting for about two decades would start. And I think the secret's out, Rick. When you see these other world leaders, like the Spanish defense minister and Macron and others. The good times are over. Decades of suffering. Suddenly they're not talking about global warming anymore, are they? No. No. Now they know it's going to be a cold winter. But you know, the the Russians have experienced winning wars in ice ages. Yes. Ask Napoleon. Napoleon invaded Russia, and the guy didn't know about ice ages. And he just happened to invade Russia at the beginning of an ice age. And his, his troops froze to death. Yes. Um, so, so the Russians know how to fight these wars uh, in wintertime, and particularly uh, in a mini ice age. So this may be what's in the works right now. Uh, the, next, uh, the next story here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about an ice age. This is from the National Science Foundation. Winter is coming. Researchers uncover a surprising cause of the little ice age. Guess what it is? Rising temperatures. (laughs) Global warming. Yes. Now, they think it caused the mini ice age. They still don't get it because they did the research and they said, you know what we discovered? Just before the ice age started, it was warm. Right. Like, are you kidding? It was warm. Before it was cold? Yeah. So, I mean, they probably spent millions of dollars on the scientific study to come up with this 
conclusion that it was warm before it got really cold, okay? But they think... The, they, they think It's a global, cause and effect. That, yes, they think the global warming caused the global cooling. No, it's just proof that there are cycles. Yes. The universe runs on cycles. There's a 206-year cycle of cooling, 206-year cycle of warming. We've just finished the warming cycle. We're now going into the cooling cycle. Right. And Go ahead, Doc. And I was just going to say that one of the uh, indicators of that are droughts as well. Uh, the National Fo- uh, Science Foundation says that research by University of Massachusetts and her scientists provides a new answer to one of the persistent questions in historical climatology, environmental history, and the earth sciences. What caused the Little Ice Age? The answer we now know is a paradox. Warming. The Little Ice Age was one of the coldest periods, uh, they say, over the past 10,000 years, a period of cooling that was particularly pronounced in the North Atlantic region. This cold spell, whose precise timeline scientists debate, but what seems to have set in around 600 years ago, was responsible for crop failures, famines, and pandemics throughout Europe, resulting in misery and death for millions. Yeah. Uh, the, the shorthand on this is that the, the pump that brings tropical waters up from uh, the southern Atlantic, mm-hmm. the, basically the pump shuts off it because does. the ice is melted in northern regions. And that, the circulation and, stops. And that uh, pump goes all the way up Europe, around Greenland, back down the Atlantic seaboard. Uh, but, but they cited different times in the past where this pump was just shut off. And it could happen in a day. In a day. I, yes. I, I want to uh, show a couple more before we, we, we close here. At, uh, number 25, uh, a nuclear war between world powers would trigger a little ice age. Um, that, that is not uh, uh, anything new. Um, but this, the story that we have here that we don't have time to go into, it talks about how food supplies would would disappear. Um, the temperatures obviously would change for hundreds of years. Uh, life on planet Earth would be radically changed yes. by a nuclear war. Uh, now, the next one is number 32. And we've been talking about this nuclear power plant in Ukraine. And guess what the Russians did today? They disconnected it from the power grid. And the reason why they disconnected it is because you, the Ukrainians were shooting down the power lines outside uh, the uh, the nuclear plant, and if they if uh, the Russians didn't back down on the uh, uh, disconnection, if they didn't disconnect from the power grid, it could actually harm the plant itself. And so uh, it makes it sound like the Russians are uh, doing uh, all this mean stuff, but if the Ukrainians hadn't shot down the power lines, yeah. they wouldn't be worrying about it. Hey, I don't know if we have enough time to play number 39. This is a, uh, this is a soundbite by a woman at uh, Liz Truss who may become the next prime minister of Great Britain. I'm going to play it. We may have to cut out uh, at the end of the show. Let's watch. You'll be ushered into a room very privately at number 10 will be laid out in front of you what are called the letters of last resort. Your orders to our Trident boat captain on whether you, Prime Minister Liz Truss, is giving the order to unleash our nuclear weapons. It would mean global annihilation. I won't ask you would you press the button, you will say yes. But faced with that task, I would feel physically sick. How does that thought make you feel? I think it's an important 
duty of the Prime Minister, I'm ready to do that. She said she's willing to do push the button for nuclear annihilation of the world, and the people clapped. Yes. The people... What is wrong with the people, folks? Pray, pray, pray for sanity. I'll see you tomorrow.